0: Hey, up, Good, morning.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, not bad. Uh, a little bit tired. Uh, I've yeah. uh, just had my first weekend of doing this mission Christmas thing at work. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so acting like a, an idiot and clowning around for all in the name of Christmas. This is uh, it's good fun. It's, it's right. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But, uh, Did that, I tell I you it's... that
0: I'm coming? Did I tell you I'm coming to the dockyard?
1: Yes, you said. Uh, was it in January? In January you're going to come. Yeah, to January. Yeah. Yeah, 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 We've got we've got to organise something. We're going to have a little chinwag. wag. Why not? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if only I had cool. mobile uh, recording equipment, we could just you know sit there and just yeah. watch an episode together whilst having a coffee and just sit and have yeah, a chat. That'd be cool. <laughs> <sighs> how's everything at work? Actually, how's it all going?
0: Yeah, good. Thank you. Busy, uh, lots of courses um, still. Or yeah, getting there. Um, starting January, most of them. We've got some started now, so this is really okay. good. Um, so we've started um, um, doing some outreach stuff, which is oh, great. Nice. Um, so that's kicked off at last, which is really good. And uh, January is the start of the next lot of stuff. So
1: nice, excellent. Yeah. So a whole new round of like outreach programs, or um, continuing what's already no. The out outreach
0: programs will carry on as they are at the moment because they've right. already started. But uh, some new um, Amelia based. Stuff so stuff based at the museum, okay. It's really good, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. I'm really sort of getting ready. Nice,
1: yeah. excellent. That's so cool. Ah, it's so nice you're making a difference and making you know actually doing something worthwhile. And I'm just prating <laughs> around for Christmas, <laughs> well, that's more or less what I'm doing as well, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. there we go. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for spending some time this morning and we'll get through this. Um, pretty, yeah. So we've got, we got Exile for the first one. Five yep. minutes and then be done on this episode, I think. <laughs> very little to talk about. Uh, then Shipment and then uh, just two little tiny snippets of Twilight uh, to get through. But it's like two minutes yep. here, two minutes there. so very quick. Yep. Uh, okay, then. Right. Well, we might as well get on with Exile then. This is the Temporal Trek podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temporal Trek podcast. This is season three, episode 58 of the podcast. Season three, episode six of Enterprise. It's Exile. I am, of course, not on my own. I'm joined, as always, by... You're joined by Dan, um, who is Dan1.
0: Well, I like to think, actually, I think I'm Dan too. You're Dan one. I'm Dan too. Um, so between us, there's two of us. So there is, in fact. Ta-da!
1: There we go. Well, I mean, one of us has got to be the companion. I mean, it is exile. This is the episode where, yes. you know, one of us has been on the, on, a, on their own, uh, exiled for thousands of years of Temporal Trek history so far. And then, fortunately, I found a companion who could join me here in the 22nd century. And that's the best segue i could come up with uh for this episode when i was making <laughs> my notes um <laughs> uh, exile any thoughts before we come in yes. did you remember this one
0: I, I did remember this one yeah um because because of to, as much as i'm probably going to criticize dear old tarquin as we go through <laughs> i did remember it because of tarquin mm-hmm. i didn't remember his name was tarquin i know um i was listening to. Uh, our good old mates over at um at the the other podcast that I can't think of now, which is typical, uh, yep. Measure of a Fan. Yep. they made quite a bit about the fact that this guy was called Tarquin randomly in a, a space alien called Tarquin. Um <laughs> yeah. But it's a it's an odd one. I whether whether like he changes his, his appearance, so whether he changes his name to ah. fit fit why I thought Tarquin would be appealing to <laughs> Posi, I'm not sure. Um there we go yeah so i sort of do remember this episode yeah it's um mm. it's the weird sort of beauty in the
1: beast one isn't it yeah beauty and the beast without the beauty and the beast ending it's very yeah. strange very very strange indeed yeah i thought maybe you know there was a tarquin who was very nice to her you know kindergarten and ah, yes. you know he was trying to pick a name that she trusted i, I guess um but yeah i mean, i seem to remember this episode being better than it actually was i don't know why yeah I feel like yeah, I built I'd built it up in my mind as something better, something a little bit more um not necessarily a part of the arc, but at least something a bit more meaty. Um and mm. I just don't I don't remember it being just a, a creepy guy who creeps on Hoshi for about 40 minutes and the Enterprise flew off and came back again. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Um so <laughs> that's all the episode is i can't literally can't do it it's happened quite a few times actually with babylon 5 i'm sort of going on hazy memory of watching it first time in the 90s and i seem to be remembering the episodes a lot better than than uh than they actually are um and i'm remembering whole scenes that seem to be like a sandwich of loads of scenes from different episodes all in one go there we go um so, yeah, XR, uh, for the people who have never done this before, this is a L-CARS rating system. So L-CARS, just like the 24th century uh, user interface, but L-CARS stands for locate, consequences, alterations and expansion. So it's A, actually, technically, and two R's for recommendations. And then S is where we set up for the next week. So L is to locate the point in time. Uh, no timestamps to start off with. We don't get any star logs again. Just trying to remember, we're working in a time frame here. So we start at zero minutes, zero seconds on the episode. And uh, we open up with Hoshi seeing someone in her quarters in yet another episode of Hoshi, why you be acting so cray cray?
0: Girl, why you acting so cray cray?
1: Why you acting so cray cray? We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> If it's a Hoshi episode, she has to be crazy, of course. Um, all the way up to the credits. Just any thoughts on this opener? Um, slightly mysterious, I
0: suppose. You know, is he in her room? Is he not? But I, I suppose it's quite a good start to the episode in a way. It's quite, as I say, mysterious and you know what's happening. It's weird because I think if I'd if if um, we'd done this and I hadn't rewatched the episode. Hmm. may have been quite a bit more um enthusiastic. <laughs> but having actually rewatched it now, yeah. I don't care really. <laughs> Which is a terrible thing to say, because you know, this is a podcast about this episode and i you know we, we, we should care about it. But um <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's all right.
1: Yeah. It it's episode six of season three by the time yep. we got to episode seven of season two, we had yep. the seventh yeah uh, we did, and we had the exact same thing where we just gave up on the episode after about <laughs> five minutes, and I could easily do that with this episode as well. I was kind of hoping that he was going to be like he's not straight away in her mind and mm. already there that he was just getting into her psyche that it's a little bit of a flickery image, it's not a fully solid realised mm. Tarquin in the shadows. Mm that he's trying to push through and he's trying to reach her. And I think it would have been a little bit less creepy, Like he's just trying to outreach to someone and it would have made him eventually a little bit more sympathetic because the whole way through, he is just playing mind games with Hoshi. He's not someone trying to reach out and get um, doing an outreach, just like you've been doing with work, you know, just trying to trying to reach out to someone and just talk to someone he is literally just hounding her and yes. hounding her the whole way through the episode this is not a lonely person who's just trying to you know have a conversation he's just nasty the whole way through and he seems to think that that's okay um just yeah yeah. Oh, there we go um we come out the credits and we are in the sit rep room or sort of, are we? I mean, it, it's this sort of weird, dreamy sequences mm. going on where she can see things, but she can't. Um, uh, but we kind of do that a little bit later as well but um to poll she now works out that there may be a second sphere the anomalies are um uh, working in a way that it doesn't make sense for one sphere to be controlling the whole thing and i really like the kind of real science behind that because you're seeing that oh these shifts don't quite work it's only if you have a second sphere does it make any sense so they actually work that out and i i've feel like i'm a little bit more invested in that part of the story and i've said this quite a few times already in season three than i am with the main plot of the story mm. uh just any thoughts on this whole second spheres plot line yeah
0: i like this actually i think you're right i think it's um yeah, it's, it's starting to bring things together again isn't it it's starting to add mis- sort of i keep saying mystery today for some reason but it adds mystery to it you know what is going on? Why is it these spheres? What are these spheres and why are they there? You know, we're starting to just get this beginning of the of the sort of, the thing really that that I think saves them in the end, you know, that they, they convince Zindi that this is, you know, that, that in fact the people that are um, convincing them that the humans are the problem are actually the problem and this is, you know, this yeah. is all evidence towards that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I, I really like this second. I think, I think again, from memory, I think they do, you know, this goes on for a while, this sort of sphere, no, you know, I think they build up knowledge about how many spheres there are and stuff. Yeah. And I think this is really quite an interesting bit of the story, in fact, because I think um, it's much more interesting than some of the episodes. Although, I'm going to say this early that the next episode I really quite enjoy,
1: Mm.
0: which we're going to be talking about soon. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, I think they could have, it's always in the, in the storyline, it's always there, but they could have really, I mean, there is that episode of think where the dudes come that pray to the
1: spheres or something. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So so there's that that sort of,
0: yeah. So it does come into the story more, but I think it's a, it's a good part of the story. Yeah. Mm.
1: And again, I I know we gave a pass to Regime because at least it furthered the story, even though it was a yep. terrible episode, because yep. they are to- so separate. Like, what happens to the mm. Enterprise really has very little bearing on what happens in Exile. Mm. I don't know if I can give the same pass to this episode that I could to Regime. Okay. I don't know if you had the same uh, sort of thoughts on that.
0: Mm. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, I think this is a better episode than Regime, but Actually, having rewatched it the sort of <laughs> o- undertones of of sort of like um coercive control and and sort of <laughs> and sort of um grooming and and all this sort
1: of stuff is quite mm-hmm. disturbing really isn't it yeah again, I mean if they'd done something where Rajin had pointed them in the direction of Tarquin, like mm. Tarquin had somehow psychically sent out a way of. Getting these these women to be his companion, and he was sending out, and he was going and using the slave markets and they kind of factored that in and now Tarquin is trying to you know use Hoshi because she has an exceptional mind at least it would have been a consistent kind of you know plot through and it Tarquin would have then been a new adversary that we yep. were kind of setting up a few weeks ago but the fact that they just come across him because he has a magical snow globe that can allow him to, to talk to Hoshi in her mind, uh, or, you know, uh, annoy her. It just, ah, uh, yeah. And and then have enterprise completely inconsequential to that. It's almost like I felt like I wanted them to find something on the sphere that messes with Tarquin and stops him being um, able to, okay. to help her or to help, uh, you know, uh, to sort of hinder her in some way and sort of try and get her, um, I just kind of felt like, or, or, you know, make a shield or something from the bits that they found on the probe. It just kind of felt like two different stories. And I was way more invested in the one we got like five minutes of than the one we actually got. Um, on the bridge, Reed says, uh, we went through the logs and actually there's nothing there. It's actually quite relieving to find something not going on. And he says he keeps waking up to clicking noises in his quarters. Oh, yes. Now, is that because he still hasn't quite changed from extinction and it's actually <laughs> him? Waking himself up in a nightmare, just like. No, and...
0: I think it's um, it's the, it's the massive amounts of whiskey that he drinks. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's actually yeah.
1: clinking noise, not clicking noise. Yeah, oh. yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Flocks <laughs> um, uh, uh, again tries to soothe her. He really does sort of play down the whole aspect and tries to sort of calm her by saying, "In Denobula, hallucinations are actually a sign of good mental health." Now. I'm just interested in your side of things because obviously, doing what you do with your outreach yep. programs and everything like that, is that something that you know is unusual for you to hear or something that makes sense? Um, no, I think hallucinations are bad news generally. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: if you're hearing and seeing things that aren't there, although to be fair to Hoshi, they are there, mm. um, it's not good news, no, um. But what I was thinking, it just occurred to me, actually, that we have this weird thing in Star Trek, don't we, that, you know, we've, what, we've had like two and a half seasons mm-hmm. where things have happened and weird stuff has happened. And yet every time someone reports a weird thing happening, everyone goes, oh, I can't be happening. <laughs> and it, it goes right through star trek doesn't it you know despite the fact that every week there's a weird thing that happens yeah <laughs> no one ever believes anyone at the beginning so it was oh no it can't be happening no no <laughs> this is just another typical star trek episode where that happens where actually you know it is absolutely happening and mm-hmm. everyone should have accepted that because actually it always it always happens but somehow um
1: they never do <laughs> yeah it, you know, at some point, you would have thought, old oh, Flox would report it to Archer and then we'd get something there, but nothing. Um, now, we're going to stop at five minutes, 33 seconds, and we're going to go through a dream sequence because hoshi gets contacted by tarquin so Mm. we we stop at five minutes 33 we come back at nine minutes 34 seconds in that time there's a whole bit with reed there's a whole bit with flocks archer and reed in sick bay, but it's not actually happening because flocks really isn't flocks it's actually tarquin speaking to her and all Mm. this kind of stuff as well not that i watch dreams just saying um and then we come back in at nine minutes 34 seconds into archer's quarters and hoshi now says well Actually, there is this guy, he uh, says we need to set a direct course. Um, but he's asking Archer asks for a good show of faith, and there's nothing to support why they should go over to Tarquin because he has so far forcibly put himself into Oshie's mind. He is constantly badgering her to the point of distraction. And I think Archer makes a good point. Why do why bother? Um admittedly, they've put them their trust in quite a few unusual sources up till now. Um, So do you believe with Archer? Do you see where he's coming from? Or do you feel like it's just not enough that actually they would have gone for it because it's just one possible chance of finding out more information about the Zindi.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what he's been doing all the way through, as you say, you know, every time it's been a sort of vague possibility that someone might have once met a Zindi, (laughs) you know, for 10 minutes, then, then he's off across the galaxy, you know, so yeah it's very odd again mm. it's really it's this weird thing where there's no consistency in the, in the way people react to things you know mm. it's 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 really bizarre
1: <laughs> yeah and i kind of again i wanted reed to be there so that he could then say well this is another questionable decision sir yeah. and he's kind of questioning archer you know in a permission to speak freely kind of way um there just seem to be like missed opportunities for scenes that could have been a little bit meatier and we could have got all the different characters having their opinion, whereas it was mm. just Hoshi saying, this guy says he knows what he's talking about. Archer just has to go on what Hoshi says, but really, you know, he's going against his instincts, but is just because he's got this mission, he has to do it. And yeah, I just feel like they, they missed out quite a lot of opportunities. Mm. Uh, so they go to the planet um, and read Archer, no Makos. <laughs> Now, a guy who can reach out with his mind, they don't think maybe bring up some backup or literally just two guys and Hoshi. That's all they've got. And one of them's Reed. So that's not going to be much help. Um, The captain uh, is always part of first contact missions. So we've established there is a consequence. A captain has to be there. Uh, Do you think he was lying that there is actually regulation? Or do you think he was just playing on the spot? Or is there genuinely a regulation at that point?
0: Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, really. It's very early if there is. Mm. But then I guess maybe, yeah, maybe it makes sense because, you know, it's first contact, he's the captain. Mm-hmm. So they would have put that in place, maybe. I'm trying to think if they've had any other first contacts that he hasn't been involved in.
1: But I can Not Not by accident. I mean, you know, things like Dawn where, you know, they crash yeah, into yeah, so obviously yeah. it's the first contact, but an official one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's always been there. Yeah, um, so maybe it is. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, we find out his name is Tarquin. This is where we find out. Um, I, I really did think that Reed should have said, Oh, what a perfectly good British name. We can trust <laughs> yes. this inter- intelligence. <laughs> what a wonderful chat. And yeah, we're going to get psychic reading the episode. Uh, you know, I'm surprised they didn't crack out the tarot cards. and... Just have done with it and just say what it actually is. Because he's got a magic snow globe that can then figure out where this thing came from. I need to touch an object because it has psychic imprints. It's like, oh god, we've got a scam artist. Oh no. <laughs> not again. Um, just Archer, just like and then he says, I want Hoshi to stay here. And mm. Archer says that's not appropriate. Yes. Yeah. So he does say what needs to be said. He yeah. is standing up for her. It isn't appropriate. No. At, at this point. Uh, um, Hoji, how will go back to the, the ship and actually say well at this point we can't play a game of just one thing at a time we have to split ourselves well they've got a crew with makos couldn't they have left a couple of makos somewhere on the other side of the planet with a shuttle pod they go off and investigate the the sphere but she's got some backup literally there on the planet with her and maybe have hope you know tarquin's playing some mind games with them to distract them just so that he says it's not appropriate actually has some meaning. I'm just wondering if you thought that was a good idea to just leave her
0: on her own. Well, it didn't take long for him to just crumble, did it, really? (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. I mean, I I suppose Hoshi does sort of say, look, we've got to do it. So it isn't like he's forcing her as such. Mm -hmm. But Hoshi's got this real sort of um, duty thing, hasn't she? Yeah. So I think she would... I mean... I don't know if it was me. I'd be a bit uncomfortable, to say the least. Mm. You know, some just some weird dude on a planet by himself, <laughs> who's been you know going into my quarters,
1: yeah, you
0: know, and all that sort of stuff. I'd be, I'd be a bit freaked out if I'm honest, and I would sort of definitely say you know
1: couldn't couldn't like um, to stay with me or something or you know. exactly yeah. I mean, I know to found the spheres, but she's psychically stronger than everybody else. She could stay yeah. there. Uh, Phlox isn't really needed to go and find the spheres. Why didn't he okay. stay behind? Yep. Um, and where's Major Hayes? Yes. Where indeed? You know, tact- tactical <laughs> expert, do you really want to leave the only woman on board who can pretty much decipher a language in one sentence Yeah. Um, on her own with a strange entity who's been at this point basically abusing her and hounding her for days on end? Is it a good idea to leave her on her own? Um, I just I just didn't understand why they couldn't leave a small away team somewhere else on the planet or in yeah. orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, she says, I don't think he'd harm me. Again, despite getting into her dreams, despite <laughs> getting in her way. Archer's instinct says that he's hiding something. Oh, really? Is he? <laughs> One man on the entire planet, like Reed said, all on his own. I wonder why that happened um do you think they're playing up because it is the beauty and the beast thing you said as well Mm. they're also playing up the fact that he does look he does look repulsive you know these weird tentacle things and everything are they playing up that trope that we've discussed a million times before because something doesn't look human Mm. it is untrustworthy do you feel like that's where they were going with that
0: you maybe i suppose ish i don't i don't know really on that one um I don't know what I don't know what they were going for. Again, it's I suppose there's sort of yeah, I suppose there is a bit of that where, you know, he's he comes across as scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dunno scary is the right word, but you know what I mean. And um the the episode is meant to be this sort of redemption thing, you know, where he where he sort of she grows to love him and all that sort of stuff and that's his plan. Um yeah, it's very odd. I I don't know what I think about. I don't know if again I'm, I'm I don't know if I can give the writers enough credit <laughs> to be honest with
1: you.
0: <laughs> or, it's or, a horrible
1: thing to say, but is it the makeup people that actually did it wrong? Because the writers yeah. would have written the the words on the page, not necessarily knowing what he would have looked like, mm-hmm. and the writers just sort of built a a prosthetic around that idea. Um. One of the rare times I did look behind the episode, and apparently this is the first episode that was written, directed, and put to TV by an all female team in charge. Uh-huh. It was one of the, the sort of foundation episodes. So I was very interested why they went for a story about a stalker character hmm. as their, you know, their first entry into Star Trek and whether there was something else they were trying to say.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm I'm really surprised by that actually. Mm. To say because it is, you know, and, and why make him so unsympathetic? Mm. I mean I think there's moments where he he tries to sort of be decent mm-hmm. and he's never like overtly horrible or anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's sort of really he's just creepy. Yeah, he really is. You know, I don't even think he's meaning to be necessarily sort of an asshole, really, but, mm. but that's what he does. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, I'm really surprised
1: by that, actually. Because he's, I mean, when he makes dinner and he says that I got all of this from your mind. Yeah. Like, that means he's he's been yeah. focusing ex- exclusively on the way she eats. Yeah. Such a <laughs> creepy thing to do. Yeah, and yet, exactly. Yeah. And yet it's hidden in this weird cozy nice oh i made yeah. dinner for you yeah. so Ugh. it yeah. just it just hits me wrong and i'm just don't know where they were going with that <laughs> idea yeah. that you know oh he cooked dinner but he's actually a stalker and we get stalker the episode as well so it's tarot cards and stalking what a great episode to have mm-hmm. for here yeah. in season three um he gives her a book now again yeah. a, a nice gesture yep. you know this is a dead civilization that presumably lived on this planet they weren't quite sure where it came from. I was really thought this book was going to go somewhere. I thought this was going to be Mm. something. And I'd just forgotten this whole detail that maybe there was something about the spheres in it and it actually comes back. And even though Tarquin eventually is utterly useless and doesn't give us any information, the book, happens to be the thing Mm. that he gave us by accident they got the information and they find out that thousands of years ago these spheres were built and it's created the expanse there's a whole race out there that we haven't heard of that are hurting the zindi and telling them the lies but they didn't do that and i was really surprised they didn't pick up on that Mm. little thread because it's such an an interesting idea that he gave her that book admittedly it's because he knows that she loves languages so he's trying to win her over but just have that little extra detail Mm. kind of feel like they missed out and again, that really is the sentiment for this whole episode for me. Yes. There were so many things they could have done, but missed that opportunity. Um, back on Enterprise, they um, uh, uh, they are going off to the... Uh, the- their second sphere, Archer is bouncing his ball, and it gets stuck. Yes, I like how they're always cutting to Archer, and everything goes wrong, so his coffee went in the air, um Porthos had to to you know uh, bark at it, and now he's lost his ball as well, so now he can't get that out of the wall. Um, and poor old archer, you know he's really getting it for for all of these weird anomalies affecting just him. <laughs> uh, the armory gets twisted, but fortunately, not the torpedoes, just yes. the ladder. <laughs> wow, they really dodged that one, didn't they. Um, yeah. <laughs> enterprise is just it's screwed it really is screwed yeah. like and not literally and figuratively it yeah. is screwed um but uh bits and pieces explode there's a bit on the hull that explodes outwards turns mm. to jelly and just goes off and they insulate shuttle pod one with some trolley D. so now tapole can't go into the shuttle bay presumably yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, back on the planet, Tarquin uh, shows Hoshi that uh, there's this snow globe. He actually goes more into the detail and we get a weird montage sequence from 23 minutes and 30 seconds where we stop yes. all the way up to 23 minutes and 51 seconds. Um, just loads of footage of stuff we've seen before. There we go. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a one way of uh, saving money, I guess, on the CGI budget. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah, uh, We've got all that. Um, uh, he touches her hand and she leaves. Now, again, were they trying to go for this whole creepy aspect? It's like, oh, the revulsion that he looks so unhuman that she doesn't like him, Um, which is odd, given that going for a beauty and a beast sort of thing as well. Um, She finds the garden. She finds the graves and we find out he's been around for 400 years and he wants a companion. Oh, good. It's creepy. Doctor Who, the episode. (laughs) So we've got tarot card reading, we've got stalker the episode and creepy doctor who. Um yeah, any thoughts of everything up to that point? <laughs> yeah, I mean it is just it's
0: just creepy. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to add really. It's he's not doing himself any favours, is he? Yeah. I mean then then the next scene doesn't he sort of turn into the human looking one again? Mhm. And gets in a way. Yeah, he's in a brain again. Mm -hmm. Just like, come on, mate. I mean, I suppose, you know, he's been alone for a long time. So maybe he's been at the dating game for a while.
1: (laughs) But how did he win over these other four people? Who knows? (laughs) See, That's where I thought they could go the whole route of they heard about him from the slave market that he was getting these special women that came through the slave market and some of the exceptional ones stayed with him because he bought them. (laughs) At least that would be more plausible that they would stay for that reason. Um, Because I just don't, I don't see, you know, when Doctor Who picks up a companion, he's taking them to the ends of time and space and everything else and relative Mm -hmm. dimensions. Um, He's asking them to stay with him for their entire lives on a planet just because he can give them some nice dreams that's it yeah. and it's so creepy <laughs> yeah. it always comes back to this thing he is so unsympathetic so creepy it doesn't make any sense why he is supposed to be a character we're supposed to care about yeah I- i'm so glad he gets left behind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all i can say um yeah uh, after that it's it sort of flits between the um, mm. the spheres and then going back to the planet um, the and d works, they get down to the sphere, there's a bit of a bumpy ride There's this whole weird, bad CGI moment where they're on the sphere They lose the shuttle pod and have to shoot it back down again um, It's rolling towards them, but they don't move Yeah Any thoughts on why Archer doesn't seem to have a fear response whatsoever? Well, the other thing of course is like,
0: well yeah exactly No fear. So the, the shuttle pod sort of flies off the thing and at that point I would be freaking out man I would be like oh my god what are we going to do I wouldn't be going hey we just have to wait around for a bit until Enterprise comes
1: (laughs) I'd be like oh my god what the fuck you know what we doing here and if Enterprise does come they're gonna to have to align everything with Trillium D and Dispol's exactly. gonna be out of her yeah. mind commanding yeah. the starship. Yeah. Or or worse, they've confined it to quarters and Reed's in charge. And yeah. we don't want that. No, um, exactly. Oh God. It was so weird. And yeah, so why did they do those scenes? But <laughs> like, oh, we almost lost the shuttle pod. Oh, we didn't. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, that's the Jeopardy over for this episode. Um, moving on then. Um, they get into a, a supplemental log. Still no stamps, so yeah, it's a time for Trek podcast. You're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. Right,
0: right, I have a real problem with
1: that. Uh, back on the planet, Tarquin is still being creepy as <laughs> always. Um, they are constantly putting Hoshi not in uniform. Are they trying to make us, the audience, be the creepy ones because we're constantly looking at her in a, in a seductive way? Uh, just I was just thinking about that. I was watching this,
0: I think mm-hmm. it was last night, maybe. The, you know, Carol was with me, my partner, mm-hmm. and she said, I am a woman, she said. Mm-hmm. And there is no way on earth that when I'm in this weird house with this creepy dude, I'd be wandering around in like practically nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. And it is, it's, it's just for titillation, isn't it?
1: Yeah so it, it's using sexy trek the thing we've absolutely like hated the whole way through the past two and a half seasons in an episode that's all about sexy trek being creepy it yeah. just ah why are you not seeing the whole point of this considering they had a whole conversation about stay on your toes yeah. and and yeah. sleep, sleep yeah. with a face pistol under your pillow <laughs> where's the face pistol yeah. uh, Just ah, oh, so weird um uh archer is back on the bridge and we get this whole thing where tarquin tries to do a gambit where you know, stay with me otherwise i will yes. destroy your ship very classic tos yes yes I, kind of. yeah and i wondered should, if they were going that way hand in space shouldn't there? it should have been it should have been like or the snow globe envelops the enterprise yes, it would have been yeah. so good and if they'd done that at least it would have been like oh i see what they're doing now it's a little bit of you know um uh, it squire of gothos it's a little yeah. bit of um you know apollo and all this sort of stuff but even that they didn't even try and uh, make <laughs> it an, a proper classic tos moment I mean, you know have him dangle the the enterprise over a candle to make it hot <laughs> oh something um but um we uh we eventually get that he gives in and she leaves because she just can't be doing it um tarquin shows back up in her quarters again again even then being told to go away and finally gives them a bit of information that's helpful that there's a shipment coming Uh, and that will be our next episode. And that's it. It pretty much just ends with them leaving that they've got the opportunity to make a really trippy episode with mental control and things like this. And he tries to appear as Archer to convince her to stay behind and all this sort of stuff. Any thoughts on that?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, that again, I mean, If he's trying to convince us to stay, Mm -hmm. then to appear as a captain Mm -hmm. and try to, you know, I mean, it's not the way to go, is it? Nope. You know, appeal to a sort of, you know, I don't know, have something where it's not not sort of you using this power that you have to control. Mm -hmm. Because what does that, what does that suggest about the future of your relationship yeah no it what happens if you have an argument in, yeah. you know in the next fifty years <laughs> i mean it's it's it, uh, i i just it's baffling to me that this character does uh, behaves in this way in, in to try to convince hoshi to stay with him and but by, by being the creepiest guy he can
1: <laughs> i mean you know if you try to be creepy <laughs> I know. It, 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 I I just don't know where he thought he was going with that. No, it's weird, man. And, and how she calls him out for it quite rightly yeah. is like, what were you going to do? You know, appear as me and yeah. tell Captain Archer that actually I don't need it. They did say um, it only works on me, so his yes. psychic abilities only work on someone mm. who's smart, I guess, or has a unique mind. So that's his limit. That's his weakness. Yes. His, crypt- his kryptonite for it, I guess. But still, it just he was being so creepy. Um, and when he says, "Oh, maybe someday you'll think of me," yeah. no, no, I'm no. not going to. No, Sorry. wait, no. <laughs> no. F off, Tarquin, go away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've got my own Tarquin. He's called Reed. Go away. <laughs> He's got an even more British name than you do, Malcolm. Yeah. Ah. Um. So there we go. And that's it. That's the episode. Yep. Done and dusted.
0: Yeah.
1: So locating the point of time is done. Next is Consequences. Question whether it addresses the consequences.
0: The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans.
1: What consequences, if any, are from this episode?
0: Well, I mean, they, they, they lead on to the shipment. Lead yeah. Lead on to the next episode. So that's the only consequence, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Tarquin stays at home by himself, waiting for another mind to come mm. along.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, poor old Tarquin. That's it. <laughs> I kind of wondered if they should have smushed the two episodes together, knowing that shipment's coming, that actually the second mission that Enterprise is up to is actually convincing shipment to be delayed or 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 to stop it or blow it up while she's with the planet and tarquin there's the you know and then there's a whole reason that she as a translator can't help archer translate some zindi stuff over at the shipment bin mm. and they do this the second sphere story next week you know and then sort of mm. have that as a different i think it might have been a little bit more interesting and it would have been about trust which is what next week is all about and then yes. tarquin not earning her trust you know archer had to earn the trust of uh, whatever this guy is doing the shipment We'll find out his name next week. Um, And then she says, well, you know, you just watched it in the snow globe. He's earning his trust. You're not earning mine. That's Mm. why I can't stay here. And that's the reason I can't stay. You know, you've been so creepy and she actually calls him out on his creepiness by showing a real trust of of, of, that Mm. someone actually can earn. And he hasn't done that. And then he feels so bad about what he's done because at this end of the episode, he doesn't feel bad at what he's done. No, he thinks he's no. still sympathetic and it just doesn't come across that way.
0: No.
1: And I was thinking that's the only consequence. Yeah. Like it's like, I wanted him to actually have that consequence, but it didn't happen. Um. So yeah. Shipment, a second sphere. So again, like you say, piecing together, this mystery is still mm. coming together as well. Other than that, I can't think of anything else. No. no. Um, other than there's another creepy guy out there in, in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Um, alterations, expansions, any ideas on what you would want to change? <laughs> yeah, again, if you want to do the whole episode, that's entirely up to you.
0: Yeah, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think we've, we've sort of discussed the weaknesses of the episode mm. to just just a bit, Jane. Just you know, make him more sympathetic. Make it more of a difficult choice for Hoshi. Yes. Yeah. You know, make it so that she, you know, for a moment, even she sort of goes, "Well, maybe, you know." Mm. Give him some sort of redeeming thing that makes him interesting and makes him attractive. I don't mean mm. necessarily physically, but just you know, why give give Hoshi a reason to question whether she should stay or not. Yeah,
1: there's just no reason. There's, there's, you know, there's nothing there. Yeah, That like she could hear every language, you know, or yeah. learn everything and actually involve herself in the things she actually likes. Yeah, I just, I, everything about this episode, I yeah, just did, exactly. did not enjoy. it. <laughs> yeah. So next is uh, recommendations. Arr, do we
0: what did you think of the story?
1: From my perspective. That's one way I'm looking at. I'm going to recommend Uh do we uh recommend no. this as a there <laughs> we go, I didn't even finish it. <laughs> You're getting very good at that. I think you did it last week as well. Did it's I? Almost, all right. <laughs> almost like um The beginning part of season three is not as good as we were hoping. Maybe. maybe Strange. Um, Yeah. Oh, God. No, it's not a good episode of Star Trek. I don't think it's a good episode of any TV. Uh, (laughs) I think I've seen this play before in other sci-fi shows and fantasy shows of, like, the exceptional wizard who wants someone to come with them or Doctor Who and they want a companion to stay with them. And it's been done so much better by so many different other stories where, like you say... They're at least sympathetic, even if they do come across as creepy in the end. There's that moment where the person does have that decision and they think they might stay. I just don't believe that how she would in a million years give this guy any time. No. So, no. no, it's not good. It's not good at all, as well as falling into the trope of just how she's just gone mad again. You know, they, yeah, don't, exactly, yeah. they don't believe her at the beginning and they yeah. still, you know, that's it. Maybe that's the reason that she should have stayed. It's like, well, actually, the crew never believe anything I say. <laughs> That's that's the literally the only reason she would stay with Tarquin is that Tarquin believes everything she says. <laughs> to non Star Trek fans, is it a good no. entryway? No. And we could go go Carol on that one. So thank you, Carol, uh, yeah. because yeah, there's no way she'd be walking around that castle. She would be armed to the hilt with every weapon that was in that castle that she could find. Um, yeah, that's it. No, no recommendations whatsoever. Right so that's it all we're done is uh to uh, set up the next week's episode so uh where can people find you dan um they can find me academic
0: trek 47 on twitter mm. academic trek at mastodon app dot uk on mastodon because that's the new place to be everyone that's um it. twitter seems to be surviving as we speak but who knows mm-hmm. um yeah but you can find me just you know i'm around <laughs> It's surviving like someone in exile
1: who yes. uh, is just being creepy now because there's lots of unusual information on there.
0: Actually, Elon Musk is a bit like Tarquin, isn't he?
1: He is. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, as you can now sort of see into our into ah. our Twitter feeds. Oh, he knows what we're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he goes into some sort of like Uber delivery service and he starts <laughs> bringing us food, we're just thinking about it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm said you are hungry. Here's a burger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and obviously uh we've got our sister show we've got nexus nights we've got yep. me on other podcasts but uh that's it so i'm going to set up next week's episode join us next time for season three episode 59 of the podcast season three episode seven of enterprise as we go to the shipment yeah i'll be very careful how i say that the shipment <laughs> um there we go i i do enjoy this one because i've just mm. watched it for our review But I actually remembered quite a lot about this one as well. So I didn't know if you had the same idea. Yeah, Yeah, I like this
0: one.
1: I I remember it as well. Yeah, I like this one. It's a good one. Well, I'm going to look forward to our discussion. on. Yeah, exactly. Finally a good episode. (laughs) Um, Yes. So uh, as always, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you in the next time stream. We certainly will. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temporal Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temporal Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.